Hello, and welcome to the Live Reality Games podcast. Uh, my name is Steven, and I'm back here today to talk more Surviving Real Foot Season 9 Bluff Ranch. I'm here today with Carlos. Carlos was the 12th place um, of the most recent season. He was kind of he had the worst deal. He made the merge, didn't make the jury. He was like he had, he had to fight and claw his way through the game. Carlos, how are you doing? I'm good. Good. How are you? I'm I'm doing well today. Um, it's it's a great day. Survival challenge. How, are you following that live stream at all? No. Yeah. So they're about to enter their final travel counts in the next hour or so. So after this, I'll be jumping in to see how that's going. But this is. Real foot, real foot. I did better in real foot, so real foot has a more priority in my life than the survival challenge at the moment. Well, so many days was that that I thought it just recently started. It's it's like a four ish, okay. four ish, technically five day game, so it's definitely shorter than real foot. Gotcha. Okay. Um, but let's 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 jump into real foot. How did you learn about surviving real foot? So I hosted Amos about three years ago, maybe. And I knew that he was a host for Real Foot because I had seen like posts that he would make online, stuff like that. And I had actually applied to like season three or season four, uh, which is which I made in the cast, but then I had to like drop out. And then after that, I was like, I really want to play a real survivor game because like I was just I love Survivor. Um I applied afterwards and I was an alternate, and then like this was basically like my last moment before going to grad school, and I was like let me just give it one last chance because I really, really want to play, and I made it. And you're going to grad school for something in medicine, in the me medical field, correct? Uh, clinical psychology. Yeah. Okay. Because um, I remember, gosh, I was talking to uh, Sarah was as a therapist and said like she like she wished she ha realized she had that connection with you earlier. Yeah, I think we were just having a conversation about it. I like I was telling her like my path kind of thing, and mm -hmm. then. She kind of was like, oh, yeah, well, mine's kind of sim like similar, but not really because, like, I started away and then I ended up being a receptionist. And I was like, okay, well, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, and so you said you're a big Survivor fan? Yes, I love Survivor. I like more of, like, the concept of Survivor. I think, like, my love for the show Survivor has, like, slowed down this, like, mm -hmm. recent seasons. I don't think I've been as active catching up with the seasons or like really like following the players as I was um, back in the days. But I do still love like the concept of Survivor and what it like basically stands for. Now, in addition to hosting Org, an online reality game, you had played in at least one live reality game before, correct? Yes, I did play House for the Holidays. All right. And so that you played that two years ago or when was that season? Yeah, I think two years ago. Yes, okay. it was. Because last and, year was COVID and prior, yes. And so, Home for the Holidays is a live reality game, kind of it's Big Brother but holiday themed, to my understanding. That's run by Travis Rindler, and you had met Jerrica through that game, correct? Yes. So Jerrica was in that game. She was the first person voted out. So I did not have a lot of interactions with Jerrica, mm -hmm. uh, but she was in the game. Yes. And then Jerrica came back for another season. I think it was the season after yours, right? Or is the season before yours? Yeah, I think she played the season before mine, and then it mm -hmm. came back for my season. Okay, because the season before you is where she met Mike Heller and Taylor as well, who end up also being in your season. That's correct. Yes. Um. So, did you? And so, did you? Had you maintained real contact with Jerrica outside of your game? No. So I never really talked to Jerrica outside. I don't like. I've obviously knew her, um, mm -hmm. and we had. 
in the home for the holidays, like I think we liked each other, but like she was just targeted very early. Her and I were like pretty late to the game. Mm-hmm. So we kind of bonded a little bit because we we're like, we might be on the outs because all these people have been here for I don't know how many hours and we're not. And she ended up leaving way too soon. But after we really didn't keep in contact, post came. So coming into Real Foot, how did you prepare? For me, I knew certain weaknesses of mine and I tried to like just constantly try to remind myself of like those weaknesses. Um, and, and one of them being like, I just socially withdraw when I'm not interested. So I was trying to keep be like, don't, you know, when I, even you're bored with these people, try to just stay around, like don't shut down. And I found myself shutting down a lot of times, but I just try to remember, like just keep talking, ask people about like their pets or their dogs. I don't know, talk about them. Um, and then another one's like, don't be a lazy ass. Cause I was, I'm pretty lazy. So I was like worried I was gonna be the laziest person at camp. So it's just constantly like ask people what to do because if you don't know what to do, don't sit down because they're gonna vote your ass out. So I was trying to focus on those weaknesses. I definitely left some other weaknesses that we'll talk about um, in the future, I guess. Um, and so, how did you envision yourself playing a season? Was there any type of way or style you wanted to play when, when you thought about like this is how I want to approach the season? Yes. Yeah, so I was hoping that I could just kind of lay back take a like a slow and like build my momentum as the season was going like i wanted to come in and like just kind of like be social on like a very personal level i wanted to make personal connections before i made strategic connections i wanted people to feel like they like me as a person before they could be like i like him as a person and i trust him as an ally Mm -hmm. um i thought that i would be somebody that even if we had lost a couple of times, I thought I would be like valuable enough to my tribe. Either I can, uh, not even I can, because I didn't do shit. I can, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're Frank. Why are you doing that? <laughs> right, right. Frank did everything. There's no reason to do anything. But like in challenge, I thought they would like see see me in challenges and perform, and would just try to keep me around just because I was one of the stronger guys, um, at least that I perceived myself as. Um, so I thought I even had to come in and really try to play the game hard on a strategic level so real foot they have this opening lunch where all the players are together you don't know your tribe divisions or anything going on it's this very liminal world where you're like how do i strategize do i talk who do i talk to what were your thoughts going into uh, during that because you very least you recognize jericho there it was so awkward i like i i was one of the later ones too so when i opened the door and all I see is like 20 people. I felt like it felt like 20 people at least sitting there. I was just like, uh. so I just kind of shook and I just stood on the side. Like I didn't say anything to anybody. Uh, at first I was just kind of like, hey, like my name is Carlos, whatever, whatever. And then they walked me away for like pictures. And I was like, thank God, because I felt so awkward in that room. Um, and then coming back, I was just trying to like introduce myself to people. Um, I did notice, I don't think Jerrica was there by the time I got there. Well, I hadn't seen her or anything. I don't know what it was, but I don't think me and Jerrica interacted much in that room. I did see Mike, but I thought Mike was a member of production. <laughs> <laughs> so when I see Mike, I'm like, like excited to see him. And he's like, hi, my name is Mike. What's your name? And I was like, oh my God, he's playing. Are you serious? <laughs> so I was like, shit, somebody must have seen how excited I was to see Mike in this game. And we're over. Um, 
And then Taylor wasn't there at that point. She came later. And I was like, I guess we're sticking to this, like, pretending not to know each other. So I go to Taylor. I was like, hi, my name is Carlos. What's your name? She looked at me like, are you serious? Are we doing this right now? Um, but, yeah, it was a pretty awkward lunch, I'd say. I didn't even eat. I was so hungry. I didn't eat, and I forgot about oh, it. Oh, no, that's, 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 that's a terrible move. That's, like, the last real food you're going to get. <laughs> I know. And, like, like we we had been told to go eat a, like, a very, like, good breakfast meal before you start the game, right? Um, so I was prepared for that, but I was in a car with Justin, who apparently doesn't eat breakfast, so we didn't get to eat. I was just like, oh, all right, cool. <laughs> um, and so were there any players that you felt that you were getting good vibes from or you felt you were connecting to at that time? Not really. Honestly, like, the 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 pregame kind of thing got me really, really nervous because I was like, I feel like these people are a lot, a lot more older. They have um, kids. They have like steady jobs. Like I, I found myself that I was gonna be have have a hard time relating to a lot of these people. So I was really, really nervous when I saw the cast. Yeah, which is interesting is like you skewed on the younger side of the cast, right? I think Taylor was the youngest, but this cast did overall kind of skew a little older. And so yeah. you, you, I guess, you were feeling that at that at the meeting greet. Yeah, I definitely was, and I I think I had a different a, like a conversation with Sky, um, who seemed one of the younger ones. But mm -hmm. I think that like even with Sky, like as much as like we like we kind of like had that like younger connection, I guess in the pre in the pre like the pre meet with me whatever, um, it wasn't like oh my god I want to work with her, you know. Mm -hmm. Were you getting any red flags or looking at person like that's I need to watch out for that or be wary of them? Yes, this is funny actually. Frank, um, he has this tendency to look at somebody and be super comfortable with keeping eye contact for a long time. So after a while, I had to hide everybody, I feel like, in the in the in the pre-jury and the pre meet and greet, whatever, except for Frank. Me and him never like introduced to one another. And at some point, we just had like this like eye contact with each other that it felt like it lasted like seven seconds. Neither of us said hello to one another. And I was like, I just, me and this guy just looked at each other for five seconds, seven seconds, and didn't say anything to each other. So I just looked away and I was like, this is awkward. Like, this is definitely not a good start. And then I was like, I got to try to like make this better. And I was like, he was wearing like a Game of Thrones something. And I love Game of Thrones, so I was like, oh, is that a Game of Thrones shirt? And he gave me some, like, very brief and short, like, boring answer. Like, no, like, my wife was like, whatever. And I was like, oh, well, this is not going to work out. Like, I don't want this guy in my tribe at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, now that you've at least kind of seen these, there's these people you kind of know. Um, were you thinking that, like, I need to, my goal is just not tell anyone I know these people, or maybe that's something you're thinking, like, I'll tell some allies, like, hey, I have these connections. No, I, I definitely, <clears throat> I'm not good at giving information. So mm -hmm. unless that information was going to come out from other source, I would not um, reveal that information myself, because I only expected other people to know, know other people. So unless someone came to me and be like, hey, I know this person. I wasn't going to like just come and be like, hey, I know this person, this person, gotcha. this person too. You weren't going to yeah. volunteer at them. Right. <laughs> okay. So you get your tribe configuration. And um, 
how did you feel about your tribe? I mean, you have Frank, who eventually will be a good ally of yours, but as of right now, you're like, I don't want this guy here. What, what, what are your thoughts looking at the rest of your original Rutherford tribe? Yeah, so actually, funny enough, like, because the moment we, our tribe was, like, revealed, I was like, shit, I like people from the other tribe a lot more. Like, I think Sarah and I connected very early. Um, and I was like, I, and Lydia, like, she was very quiet so when I was just gravitating towards her because she seemed very anxious in the in the meeting. Mm -hmm. um they were all in the other tribe and then frank and i were just next to each other when we when we had like the tribes were selected mm -hmm. and we were constantly saying comments back to one another felt like when he was saying a comment like i was there listening when i was saying a comment he was there like listening and everybody else was just doing their own thing so it immediately felt like oh shit like maybe i like this guy and like maybe i would work with him and i think that's when i started was like oh i think i could definitely work with this kid um and then Todd being in our tribe, I was like, we're gonna win these challenges. Like, if we gotta pick anything up, any heavy up, just give it to Todd. Like, I thought we had definitely the challenge locked down, at least. And so that very first night, um, you, you put together a camp. Um, w did you have any notable conversations with anyone, or kind of figuring out who you're, you're working, who you maybe want to work with? No, at that point, I did feel like I was okay socially, like. And not okay in terms of like being in the higher ranks. I never like to be in the higher ranks. I feel like that's way too much like eyes on me. I like to mm -hmm. be like towards the middle. And I think I did a decent job at being towards the middle. I've never felt like I was like definitely the bottom bottom, but I did. I knew I was not one of the tops. Um, I felt like I liked Frank still at that point. I was nervous for Frank because he was not talking much that first night. And I was considering talking to him, but like, hey, like maybe like socialize a little better, like, you know, talk a little more. But he wasn't really making, I felt like he wasn't really making relationships until the next day he like turned into a complete different person. Um, I was looking for Chris and Todd immediately. I was like, I don't trust these two guys. Todd immediately walked off to like, he was like, who wants to look for wood? And I was like, I want to, but I'm not gonna say I do because they're gonna talk about us. And then Chris collected all the envelopes from like the, the money and like put it in his pocket. And I was like, what do you want that for? Like, you think there's gonna be a clue or something there? So I was like, he, he's probably sneaky. How much of a priority was finding a hidden immunity for you? Was it something you were planning on looking for at all? Yes, I was looking as much as I could. I wanted an idol so bad and not even because like I wanted to make a big move or something, but just like finding an idol is like a, it's like an iconic moment. And I just mm -hmm. wanted to have that. So the next day you have your reward challenges and your tribe kind of goes, you lose the first two that, and then you win the second two. Um, is there anything you want to talk about those challenges where we talk about the ramifications, AKA the surplus store in your visit? Um, in terms of these challenges, I feel like I like the first challenge. I don't like those like creative challenges because mm -hmm. I'm not really good at working with groups. And I think anybody could tell you, like from my tribes, like I contributed almost nothing to those like ideas or anything. Mm -hmm. Like I was trying to do the bare minimum where it doesn't seem like yo this guy's doing nothing, but I was not giving any like good contributions. I was just like oh. Let me pretend I'm busy doing work, but I really don't want to be here talking to these people about what we should be doing. Um, I'm more about like the the other challenges, like the immunity challenge. Whenever it was a reward challenge, I was just like, I don't care if we win or lose, like get me to the immunity challenges kind of thing. Well, so 
correct me wrong. Eventually, you win, you do win the challenges, and you get to go to the surplus store for your tribe. The surplus store is where you can buy a bunch of survival items for your tribe, but there are also going to be advantages. Uh, yeah. Talk me through this visit. Um, so the first visit we went as a tribe too, and I also didn't really like care about like the items. I think if like I don't know if there's a video there, but everybody's like talking to each other, and I was just there like standing like. All right, guys, buy what you need to buy. <laughs> and then Sherry was kept asking me, like, oh, do you think this is good? I was like, yeah, I think that's good. That's great. Like, I really had no input. I really didn't care much about what they bought or not. So I was just like, cool, let's go to Tribe. Because my understanding is eventually you go alone, right? And yes, the second visit. Yeah. And oh. and that's and that's where the problems I've, I think start popping up because you go, and I think you're altruistic. You only buy stuff for your tribe, correct? Yes. Actually, I thought <laughs> the clue was free. The clue was just laying there on the table. And it was like some clue. So I was like, let me read this clue, like, clue real quick. And then like destroy the paper. So it's not like I could go back <laughs> and show anybody the clue. So I just memorized what it said. And then I bought things that I thought was needed. Like I know there's a common compens on like the toilet paper um, container that I bought. Yeah. But I wasn't even looking at it from like a toilet paper perspective. I was more like, look, if there's going to be rain at some point, there's things we could fit in here that we don't want it to get wet. Possibly. These people are going to love this, right? <laughs> and apparently not. <laughs> um, so you give out the camp and what, and you show them what you buy, correct? No, so I get back to camp, and listen, on my way back to camp, I'm very anxious. I'm like, what am I going to tell these people? Clearly, there's gonna, there was some kind of advantage, some kind of clue there. Like, what lie am I going to say? Mm -hmm. And I get back to camp, and I'm all about energy. Like, I, I'm really aware of, like, my the energy around me. And I go in, and it just soaked. Like, I felt, like, washed. I felt like they were all talking about me and it's like yes a big like wrong on my side of not going guys guys i got a clue advantage or whatever whatever but like none of them asked me like you know like i i was expecting at least them to like walk up to me like hey how was the store welcome back i'm excited to see you but no it was just like everybody was sitting there awkward silence like and i was just like here are the things that I bought. Let me just sit down and be quiet. Like everybody's watching me. It was super awkward. I think it was just not, and it didn't make me, it didn't also didn't like encourage me to be like, Hey guys, I bought this. Cause if they were kind of looking down on me already, mm -hmm. I was like, not going to be like, I mean, I should have, but I was definitely not willingly going to be like, Hey guys, here it is. You know, were you, a, did you like try to take anyone's aside and tell them like, Hey, I got a clue. Let me share it with you. No, because I felt like everybody was looking at me weird. So I was like, there was none of them that was looking at me like, none of them approached me in a way of like, hey, did you get something like from a positive time? Like, did you get something that could like benefit us? Like kind of thing. It was more of like looking at me like, what do you have? Like, like as a danger, like I felt like I was like being like a, a highlighter and like hence obviously for good reasons, but. It so wasn't welcoming. <laughs> so that kind of ends that first. Now you have another, you have your mini challenge. Do you have your mini challenge to end up yes. Sunday night or Monday? We have the mini challenge, I think, the same that, night. Okay, yeah, oh, I no, think so. Because the person war happens the next morning, I believe. 
Yeah, I think so. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, so you have the mini challenge. Your tribe ends up losing. How are you feeling at this point, or and who are you looking to maybe vote out? So at the immunity challenge, I was so mad because I thought they were throwing the challenge to get me out. I felt like they were definitely, I was like, <laughs> I feel bad for this, for saying this now that I knew Aaron was trying his best, but I was like, what is he doing? Like, he's definitely throwing this and I was screaming at him and then he like broke his like thing. So I was like, I ran and gave him mine. And I was just like yelling at him. And I was like, bro, they're like definitely throwing this. Can they make it less obvious they're throwing this shit to get me out? <laughs> <laughs> I was just not. And then I guess like when we're talking about tribal councils, I was nervous to like even say anything because I knew that everybody was had already talked about me and mm -hmm. they was talking about me having an idol. Um, so I was just kind of like, I guess it's Aaron, right? Like nobody was really like having an active conversation about who the tribe is i guess everyone was just kind of like yeah i guess just vote for aaron and hope for the best so who were you feeling comfortable working with at all at this point if anyone um nikki i think nikki and i i felt the best working with her mm -hmm. i do because i had had a good conversation with her before i went to the store like we had, like she pulled me aside. And I was like, "Hey, just let me know that I've been watching you. I want to work with you, whatever, whatever." And I was like, "Oh, this bed. This is the first person that actually pulls me aside." Yeah. Um, me and I pulled Todd outside, outside, and like, cause I I saw him as like the leader, so I was like, I need to like stick to this man like glue if I want to survive this tribe. Um, and I was like, "Hey, I want to work with you, whatever, whatever." And then he was like, "Yeah, me too." Um, actually, Chris pulled me aside at some point prior to that as well. And then I don't think I pulled Frank outside, which is the one I wanted to pull out like outside for a while until like after, I think. Mm -hmm. So the first, so the prisoner war comes the next day and that's Lydia. One of the, one of the people you kind of made one of the work with um, my understanding, like y'all, your tribe was very excited to have Lydia there, but was, it didn't really work with her much while she was there. Yeah, I don't know. They were they they didn't trust her. They thought that she was throwing up or looking for an idol. Um, I was doing a confession, I believe, before like mm -hmm. every the mess happened, and I come back and I'm like, shit, this is gonna be the this is like gonna look bad for me because Lydia's coming. <laughs> I fucked up bad. I was like, I I go to Lydia and I was like, the only thing I say to her the entire thing because I didn't care about interacting much with her. I was like did you get a clue hoping she would lie and be like no i didn't get no clue but she was like yeah i got a clue and i was like fuck now they're gonna know i got a clue as well i'm over um and then she shared the clue or something mm -hmm. i i don't know what happened the rest but i was just like shit like i'm really done here no are you are you increasing your searching for the idol at this point is that something you're thinking like i need to find actually find this thing if everyone thinks i have it i need to get it myself yeah, so I was trying to, especially when everybody was like actively idol searching, I was like, this is the best time for me to public idol search because if everybody's looking like there's less of a, you know, like, like isolated, you know, targeted me. But apparently some people didn't like that. I was like searching way too hard or something. That's what I, <laughs> there was like, everybody was searching. Yeah, I was like, I apparently I was searching way too hard for some people. Um, but I, I also felt like I actually saw, I don't know if that was like early in the game. I saw Todd throw away 
the idol clue or whatever. Not the idol clue, the idol paper. Rapper. Yeah, and I I made a confession about it, but I was so hungry and I was so delusional. I was like, and I was I think part of me was hoping the idol was still there. So I was like, yeah, maybe it wasn't an idol clue. And I was, I mean, the idol rapper, and I was just trying to like make something up or I'm just seeing stuff, but I saw him throw it into the fire and I definitely felt like if Ida wasn't there, Todd had to be the person that had mm-hmm. it. You weren't you weren't you weren't wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how anybody else did not think it wasn't Todd. Like the guy would walk off by himself for like a long time very early. He'd sleep outside. So even if he had not found it within the, like the first 40 minutes or whatever, and whenever he found it, he was the first one who was like, oh, who wants to look for wood and just walk off while everybody else is like building camp on site. So like immediately it raised red flags for me. And I'm really, really surprised how it didn't raise red flags for anybody else. So Aaron ends up being voted out unanimously. You don't catch any votes. Um, how, are you, how are you feeling at, at this point? I still feel nervous. I was very surprised Aaron cast his vote for Chris. I was confused. I thought he was definitely going to cast his name for me because he didn't talk to me at all that round. Um, so I was really confused by that. Uh, but I'm happy that I survived one more round. I'm still worried about my position, but I was hoping that just surviving this one, like get give people some space to kind of like forget about my my trip to the store. And so who would you have liked to vote out next or just is it literally anyone but me or is there someone like you're saying this person's trying to become an issue for me yeah i i had to play a very defensive game i mm-hmm. like at that point i didn't feel like i had connections enough for me to initiate a conversation about targeting someone i didn't feel like i had the bonds to basically really really be in the loop about what was going on in terms of strategy so my strategy was kind of like talk to as many people as possible personally, not even game-wise, because I really didn't talk much game to people um, and hope that there's somebody more dislikable than you or mm-hmm. like more on the outs than you. And I felt like Jerrica was probably going to be targeted soon because Todd immediately day two was like, she needs to go. Like she's nowhere. It's way too much. And I was like, good. Like, it's not me. I'm sorry, Jerrica. It's not me, but it's you. So I was hoping that Jerrica would be a target. I was hoping that people would value me in the challenges. I started to like even downplay like my challenges thing. I didn't want to be put into like a very like pivotal position in the challenges too, because I don't want people to be like, oh, you're way too good at challenges kind of thing. Well, luck of the draw, <laughs> you don't win the next challenge either. Um, and this is, this ends up being a hard vote for you. It ends up being a five, four, the vote is split. You, it, it sounds like, from my understanding, it was the majority came together to say we're going to split on Carlos in case he's an idol, but we're going to keep the majority on Nikki. Um, yeah. Walk me through this round for you because it's got to be really scary. You probably were aware votes are coming your way. Yeah, immediately the moment we get back from camp, I mean from the, the challenge, I am there's like a group of five people outside because it's raining, and I'm like one of the one few people that are not outside. Um, which is mistake number one. I'm like, be where the group is at. So yeah. if they're talking, they cannot, like, even if they want to talk about you, they cannot physically talk about you at that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew my name was going to come up immediately. I was hoping that, I still was hoping that it was way too early. I just feel like, I don't know why even the plan to, like, flush my idol came for Because, like, 
I thought Todd had an idol very, very early, and that mm-hmm. wasn't going to give me a reason to try to target him. It like, we are tribe right now. Like, I'm not going to, like, even if I have an idol in my pocket, I'm not going to, like, idol play someone out unless, like, I'm playing the idol for myself in the initial tribe. Like, I'm not going to idol myself. I'm not going to idol someone else to, like, make a move in the first stage of the game. So it was mm-hmm. a very weird strategy, I felt like, for my tribe to instead of trying to even if i did have an idol if i don't trying to like use my idol to like be like this is our idol it's gonna be if it's gonna be us versus them like let's you know keep them around or even keep me around to like even the tri swap or the merge know that i have an idol tell the other tribe like he has an idol like you know like so i felt like it was very like very fast to try to target me for even this idea of having an idol i felt like so i wasn't too concerned about it i didn't think that that was a motivator but it was did anyone actually come up to you and say do you have an idol like directly accuse you of of having one no it was always like um people are saying you have an idol or people are saying you found this clue or people are saying so it's always very like other people are kind of saying i don't think anybody ever really approached me with that um like, like, let's work together. I think I definitely approached Todd because I knew he had it. And I was like, I was going to be like, yo, I know you have it because I didn't find it. And mm-hmm. you were the only per- other person that could have had it. And he was like, he straight up lied to me. He was like, no, I don't have it. I promise you. <laughs> but that was like, that was the moment. I Had he told me that he had it, I wish somebody, like, if I had it and somebody had came up to me like that, I would have been like, yeah, I have it, you know. Mm-hmm. Is there anyone at this point in the game that you are trusting? No, I don't think. So. Oh well, Jerica. I trusted Jerica because of my previous relationship with her. But me and her didn't talk much in camp, and I didn't feel like she had much of a pool based on like just interactions. I felt like she was close to like Sky, um, but I didn't think she had much of like a a social status to mm-hmm. like change things. I think Todd and I really had a, a decent relation. I, I feel like I had decent relationship with most people, but not strong relationship with anybody. I think that's uh, that's what my game was. Yeah. So Frank's comment is that he would love to know about your clue, and he kind of sensed that you did have one because Lydia said like, hey, "I have a clue," and Lydia gave Frank the clue, right? So. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if by that point I had talked to Frank individually. I was like, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I, I, it's hard to like know when things happen yeah. chronologically. Uh, but I, I pulled Frank outside and I was like, I want to work with you. I want to find a tool with you. Um, immediately I knew that he was going to be the centerpiece of the tribe at some point when I saw his, his like change of, of character or not character, but like the way he was interacting with people. Um, so I, I went from like being worried about him not socializing enough to be like, shit, like now I'm competing for his number one spot. Um, and then I had some of a, like, he said, oh, let's work me, you and Sherry. So I felt like me being the only person that knew, or I thought I was the only one that knew who his true number one was Sherry, that gave some kind of value to my relationship with him because Mm -hmm. it meant like, I could, I had this information that I could use against him. So, and I wasn't using it against him. I don't know. It was, it was mm-hmm. very questioning. I don't know. What do well, you think? 
You end up catching four votes. It's a five-four split, but Nikki goes home and you don't. What, how are you feeling after that trial account? So what's going through your mind? So immediately I recalled that my, my first confessional there was like, I love Frank. He saved me. Well, whatever, whatever, whatever. My confessional the following day was like, actually, he was just doing what's best for his game because realistically, he keeps Frank, he keeps me here, who now is a loyal soldier for him. He keeps Chris here, who is also a really close person to him. So all he did was get rid of the person who he had the least connection with. So, mm-hmm. um, like I first, I was like, I owe this guy everything, and then then the next day, my confession was just kind of like, no, actually, I don't owe anybody anything. He was just doing what's best for his game, mm-hmm. and I. I still want to work with him, but I don't feel like he trusts me. I don't feel like, I feel like still that there's not much of a, <laughs> of a path for me. If I don't, if we don't win challenges, mm-hmm. if we keep losing, I feel like I'm soon going to go home. You win the third challenge, right? So, so, so you, so, so you break the streak, but the, then the fourth one doesn't go your way. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, despite having caught four votes of prior travel council, you don't get any votes from you this travel council. It ends up being a Todd versus Jerica show. I was surprised. And like when people keep saying, like, why wasn't Carlos targeted during this round? Like, I do ask that. Like, why wasn't I targeted? Because realistically speaking, even like as like as much as I was like, oh guys, like there's no bad blood or anything, like four of you just cast your votes for me. I don't even know who the like who were Nikki, you know. Skyler, Mike, and Sherry. Yeah. And I didn't even know, like, that's another thing. I didn't know Mike was casting his vote against me. I was Mike was one of the votes that I was, like, fully counting on going the other way. That's another, that's a Mike conversation that I had with him after mm-hmm. the game. Um, so I thought Chris was that. I switched Chris and Mike's vote. That's why I wasn't trusting Chris. And <laughs> eventually led to something else that happened down the road. Mm-hmm. Um but at that point, yeah, I feel like the right move would have been to take me out to keep the tribe as you, as cohesive as possible. Mm-hmm. So what ends up happening is in the first deadlock, you cast your vote for Todd. So why'd you? So what led you cast your vote for Todd versus Jerica? So I don't even want Todd out. I I like Todd, and I feel like Todd was definitely one of the, like the most solid relationships that I had, and solid in a very like loose term we use use of the term because it wasn't that solid um but i knew that i was like my time was limited in this game like i don't know when the threshold is happening but i needed to do something to um to survive and i actually cast my votes for todd thinking that they would bring amanda back to revo because my Mm -hmm. thought was like Amanda's not going to give a fuck if we pick rocks. The fuck? Like, she's not picking rocks. Like, if we have to be, if it's a deadlock, she'll definitely do it. And I don't give a fuck if we pick rocks because if we lose next time, I'm out anyway. So, like, let's pick a rock. Let's get one of these people out. Like, it's not going to be Jerrica who's at the bottom. Saves her, saves me, who's the next one at the bottom. And hopefully one of them, and then it's going to be Sky, one person, versus everybody else as the majority chances are one of the people that are in the majority might pick a rock and get themselves rocked out pre 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 merge so that's my thought coming into it once i saw amanda walked off and then amos said amanda doesn't get to revote i was like fuck my life like this is this was my one chance to make a move that's gonna like shift and change possible 
dynamic of the game and it flopped. Well, we see here that after the first vote, uh, Frank is Frank, who's sitting close to you, like comes in and talks to you. I think trying to convince you, hey, flip from Todd to Jericho, right? <laughs> he asked if I voted for Je like Todd, and I was like, no, I voted for Jericho. <laughs> and then he's like, so Todd or Jericho in the repo? And I was like, definitely Jericho. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. We're voting for Jericho, right? She <laughs> <laughs> so just lied about voting for Todd. <laughs> yeah. Also, like there was a conversation that people were having that Chris and Jericho were close. So I was like, they they have to know I'm the one that voted for for Jerica. I mean for Todd. But I'm gonna keep lying and hope that there's like a like two percent chance that they might lose some trust in Chris, so that it gives myself at least some kind of wiggle room if we lose again next round. But. I think they should have known. Frank definitely knew. Um, the other ones, I guess, I don't know. So it sounds like overall, like you weren't too sad to lose Jerica. Is a person you had some connection with, but it didn't seem like you were super close over the course of the game, then. No, I think that I was sad in a way of knowing that, like, that's one more person that I could potentially be working with. Mm hmm. And there's not a lot of those over here, so <laughs> like my options are getting very limited. Uh, but in another way, it was more of like it could have been me if I had tried to like actively campaign against her leaving. The votes was coming my way, so I was like, I have no status to like change the direction of where the vote is going at this moment. I'm just glad that my name isn't coming up and that Jerry and Todd are going after each other. <laughs> So hypothetically, if Rutherford went to one more tribal council, what would you have been doing? If they win? Yeah, it, no, if you go to one more tribal council with this oh. tribe. I'm gone. I definitely knew that I was done. <laughs> like, he, uh, now looking back, I think the slight chance of me staying would have been Todd targeting Frank, Frank finding out and targeting Todd back. Um that would have been like the only saving grace that I would have had in that tribe. But otherwise, like it was very obvious in terms of like how the like dynamic was like Skylar and shit, like Skylar was very close to Sh uh, Sherry. My hope was that Skylar was going to go home. Also during the Jericho move, I tried to get Skylar out and I tried like very like slightly to like push that out there and say like, Hey guys, like Skylar's a firecracker. Like, we don't want to blindside her and like, cause I, I guess the, the plan was to leave Skylar out of the vote. Mm -hmm. I, I wish I had not said, said that because I don't know if Frank had gone to her if I had not said that probably mm -hmm. cause they were working together. But then Frank was like, it's okay. I'll talk to Skylar. She'll still vote however she wants. She won't be mad. And I was like, fuck. Like, so I did try to save Jerrica. I just couldn't push too hard. Mm -hmm. Um, but then after that vote, it was very obvious to me that I was the one to go next based on the way people were interacting with one another. I was still trying to be following Frank around. Like my strategy was like, wherever Frank is at, be next to him. Because if he wants to keep you, maybe you have a shot of staying. So wherever Frank was, like he was doing fire, I was right there putting some like stupid sticks on the fire. I was I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. I burned myself. <laughs> trying to be next to Frank. Like, I could have been sleeping or some other thing. <laughs> so it sounds like end of, end of the first full day of immunities, that day three, you have a relationship with Frank that you're you're betting everything on. You have some sort of work relationship with Todd. Uh, you kind of don't trust Chris. Um, 
Tyler, you're, you're Skyler, you're worried about um, and and then <laughs> Sherry, you're, I, I, you haven't even mentioned Sherry at all. So I don't think she was a fa- much of a factor for you at that point. Sherry, I I liked her. We didn't talk game, and I knew that she like immediately she was gonna vote for me the, that round, the that the second round. Um, Skyler was a surprise because she had been throwing Nikki's name to me for a very long time. Like she was just like saying how Nikki was dangerous and like how whatever whatever. So initially, I was like, okay, Sky's definitely a vote for Nikki here. And then come to find out, she voted for me, and then she was very sad for Nikki to go. So I was, like, very surprised and questioning. Like, I thought it was very useless, not useless, but, like, pointless for her to be throwing Nikki's name under the, like, before, from mm-hmm. even before, like, even Nikki, like, we go into our council, and then, like, vote for me and then be super sad about Nikki going. I was like... I don't know what was the strategy in that, like throwing her under the bus and then like trying to save her. I don't know. Well, the next morning, um, there's a tribe swap. Is this something you felt you really needed then? I needed that so yeah. bad. <laughs> I was so happy. I mean, unfortunately, you tribe swap to a very a very small minority, right? You end up on Rutherford 2.0, and yep. it's you and Skylar as the original Rutherfords, and then you have a whole host of Carlton people. You have Justin, Shane, Sarah, Kenny... And Mike. Mike with you. Yep. And you and what are your thoughts and what are your thoughts as you're seeing this configuration come together? I was fucked. I was like, well, I could potentially survive one vote, but after one vote, there's no more life for me. So like I knew my lives were coming to an end at that point. I was like, there's like I mean, I was gonna try my best to like build like a bro thing with Justin and Mike and pray that that saved me at some point, like somehow in that tribe. But I knew that like, I was still praying that like the other tribe was gonna throw the challenges and really stick it, I feel like they should have. Like I like I do agree with Frank that like, it should have been a no brainer to throw the challenges, especially those two challenges that were very, very easy to throw. Uh, like the like the balancing the little thing like the ball whatever that was super easy to throw i don't know why they didn't take the the, the opportunity to throw the challenge and get one of the other ones out but. well let's say hypothetically the next four rounds they just throw challenges or not, like, let's say three or four they just throw challenges they get they get rid of the the opposing carlton members in their tribe you merge would you be working with those brother the original rutherford people still not fully. I would have worked with Frank, but it would it wouldn't have worked out. Uh, mm-hmm. Like knowing what I know, it wouldn't have worked out because Frank would want it would have wanted me to vote a certain way, and I wouldn't have voted a certain way if I didn't think it's, it benefited my game. Like I was mm-hmm. not gonna vote. Like at the merge, if I didn't feel like I was in trouble, I was I wouldn't have voted the way that Frank would have told me to or wanted me to. Um. So my plan would have probably been to try to take some of the Rutherfords out and then flip to whatever it was like Frank, somebody else, and somebody else that I trusted, then go mm-hmm. to try to go to the end with them. But it would like I knew my relationship with Frank, now knowing him, wouldn't have worked out because the moment I feel like we would have had way too many different paths, two different paths to try to get ourselves to the end. One thing I want to touch on is that you are in this, you're a Skylar in this tribe, and I believe you two have a confrontation right as this is going down. Yeah. I I instigated it a little bit because I wanted her 
like I knew that she was gonna make herself look bad, like worse than me in the situation. I felt like at least like what like I felt at the moment watching back, I was like I look like an idiot too. So <laughs> so um so I was just trying to be like, oh, so I was the next one to go. And she was like saying things like, Oh yeah, you're the biggest threat here. Like uh we can work together now, but at the merge, everybody's from their own. And I was like, <laughs> What? Like you're telling me like you want me to vote with you, but then you're gonna vote me out the moment we hit merge. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Um, but yes, I definitely knew that there was no chance of me and Skyler working together in that tri swap. And so the, you're the you're the very first strip muni challenge as your swap tribe. As for Rutherford usual, the tribe does not win. Um, what what did you do to make sure the vote was Skyler and, and not yourself, or were you trying to maybe even try to get the Reds to flip on each other? No, I def I knew that I couldn't have done that. Like I knew that that would have been like a that thing if I did. I knew when Todd came over that Todd would have potentially sided with Skyler than me. And I was hoping to. I needed that because my, my, my story right now is that I am not, I have no ties with Rutherford and that I'm a, I'm a free agent. So I need that mm-hmm. kind of narrative to continue so you they can trust me. Yeah. And my worry was that I knew what Sky's advantage was because Sky revealed it to everybody. My worry was that they were going to try to make the vote 4-4, which was their best move at that point, and that uh, Sky was going to eliminate one of her votes, and I was going to go home. Mm-hmm. And, it, and for a moment, they kept going back and forth. They were going to split the votes 4-4, and then they were like, oh, no, okay. And then I went to talk to them. I was like, listen, if you split the vote 4-4, I'm going home, like because she's just going to play that. Todd is going to vote with her, whatever, whatever, and then I'm just going to go home. So I had to make sure to, like, First, that they didn't see me talk to Skyler or Todd much because they I they didn't need they were risking it being three three two like if me Todd yeah. and Sky voted together, I just had to tell Sky to erase one of her votes and then one of them would have gone home, mm-hmm. which I considered doing that. I really like for a split second, but I was like, I have no trust in Skyler to actually do this. Like I don't know if like me trying that would have been amazing it, if you if that would have been off would been amazing. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> That would have been amazing because like Sky, I don't think Skyler had even like I don't think she knew that there was going to be a split vote. Oh, she I she think. she told she said she just was completely blindsided. She had no idea. She thought everyone had sold that they were voting you very well. Yeah, so I think she thought that the plan was going to be me. So it would have been way too complicated for me to be like try to explain to her that the it wasn't actually going to be all me. That it was going to be a split, and it was actually supposed to be like three of them voting that like this way, whatever, whatever. But. I was like, you know what, like, just try to keep yourself in here for one around and not get messy just mm-hmm. yet. So Skylar goes home, uh, leaving you the last original Rutherford on Rutherford. Uh, but your tribe wins the next challenge, which is what? Because at this point, you're just like, yeah. we just need to keep winning. We just need to keep winning yep. because maybe there's a world where the Carlton <laughs> members turn themselves, but I don't think you're feeling that way right now. No, I knew that, like, I like. I would keep trying to make new connections with them, but I knew that they were solid. They seemed very, very solid within what, themselves. What were your thoughts on those five at, at this point? Like, had you had good interactions with them? I think I had good interactions to them. I think that, like, all of them, I think Kenny was definitely the person that I had the least interactions with. Mm-hmm. But outside of Kenny, I think all four of them were really, really good social players. And I think that, like, when people are likable and social, like, very social, and you could tell they trusted each other because they, like, have, like, very deep, long strategy conversations about, like, the Sky and I vote. 
And I was so sad and I was so jealous because I was like, I love Where Dean's strategy. Yeah, like, yeah, I was like, I just want to have somebody I could like talk strategy with. Like, what? Mm-hmm. Um, so like you could tell that they were very trusting of each other based on like the way they interact with one another. Um, and so what's what's fascinating about the sex round is so we as viewers knew that Amanda had a double vote and we're like, all it takes is one of the original Carlton go over and suddenly like, it doesn't matter that Rutherford has the numbers, right. like Car- the old Carlton will take one of them out. But the one in the, the dice roll happens and you're selected to go right. over to that tribe. What were your thoughts on being the prisoner of war? So I thought Sarah had the, the vote. I didn't think Amanda had it. because I, So I went back. No, mm-hmm. no, no. Amanda did have it. But yeah. I in the moment I thought, because I heard... Charleston talking about a double vote and I was like oh shit somebody over there or somebody in here in this game has a double vote um so I went to the other side and I was like shit like what am I gonna do I'm still considering like voting with Charleston because I was like if I don't have this thing there's like a power and I have to go back to the other thing I need these people to continue to play up to the narrative that oh, yeah. I'm- hold on let's stop you got you got the mutiny power you got like because yes. Todd passes it you get it this has got to be a dream come true right now You're like oh my it's, gosh it's this could be my what ticket I needed it's exactly what I needed to survive and make it to the merge so but you didn't tell anyone on when you were visiting the the Carlton 2.0 tribe you didn't tell anyone that hey I got this power here. Did you? I told them. I told them because Frank came to me with like the 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 um the deal he was gonna make, which was mm-hmm. like like you vote one of them, whatever, and then like I'll throw the next challenge. And I was like, I told I, I there was all five of them, like all Rutherfords, and I was like, I don't like telling him like I don't really care if you're gonna throw it or not because I'm coming to this tribe anyways. Mm-hmm. So I like his deal meant no, not much to me. Kind of, there was no value to me. That's why I didn't go with it. Because mm-hmm. I was gonna come over, anyways. Well, so talk with this because I, I remember watching you get back, and Frank is pulls you aside pretty fast. You have a very intense conversation where he's like, "Hey, like we got your back. We're gonna throw it. We all need the vote together." Um, and then you talk a lot with the original Carlton. We're just like, "These people are all dead to me." Except Frank, I'll vote for any of them except Frank. Just give me a name that's not Frank, and I'll vote for it. Right. <laughs> Talk me through a lot of the strategies happening this round. So it, I think it would have been like I wish I would have been there. Like I wish I would have tried swap with them, like mm-hmm. rather than like that thing because I knew Taylor and this would have been like my one opportunity to have some sort of power in this game mm-hmm. or like some kind of say in like with the decision. So when I come back and Taylor pulls me aside, she's like vote with me and i was like hold up like let me try to figure out what's happening here like i need to try to figure out where the numbers are at so that i could you know make a decision where i'm staying and then todd comes up to me and tells me like all of this is bullshit like we're voting frank and i was like shit seriously like because coming in my mindset was like look i will vote with charleston or whatever their tribe is i don't care as long as i'm not voting frank Mm-hmm. everybody else voted for me yeah hence not everybody had voted for me because chris had not voted for me but i mm-hmm. thought that chris voted for me because i switched mics and his vote so when todd was like yeah i we're voting frank i i was like hey are you sure we want to do this are we sure we want to do this like they're very solid in that stripe and he's like yeah dude we got to do this and like let me give todd some kind of like credit in a way because realistically, like that move that he made, sometimes it works and survives. Yeah. 
if you show the other tribe that your tribe is not strong and you guys are willing to turn on each other, then maybe they're, they're, the other tribe starts being more willing to, you know, being fluid and turning on one another. I think his main mistake was not realizing how tight that other tribe was mm-hmm. and how unwillingness, like how unwillingly like they were to actually really flip on one strong. another. Right. Um, I wish I had like more trust in Todd at that point to like really try to like tell him like, yo, this is not the move. Like we won't do that. Like it's not going to happen. But he was sold. Like there was nothing. I, I don't feel like there was at that moment. I didn't feel like there was anything I could have said to turn him from voting Frank at that moment. So, you know, that you know, the, you know, the plan that your old tribe and the new Carlton members are all saying we're voting Frank. Frank ends up voting, oh gosh, Ronnie that round. Did you think about voting Ronnie or just like, no, I need to build trust. I'm just going to throw my no. vote on Chris. So I I panic. And my thing was at that moment, like I need to save my number one at this point. Like I need to do something to like switch these votes. So I go to Taylor and I was like, look, I will vote any of them. Like, just please not Frank. Like he's a, first, I don't even think why Frank was like a smart decision. Like, Look, the guy's loud and he is like a walking highlighter. Like whether or not he was my fi- final two or not. At that point, he was my final two. So I would have done anything to try to save him. But whether or not he was my final two, he would have been a walking target in the Mercs. Like there was no way he would have won his way to the end. And like, yeah, he would have been very like, he's very like likable and stuff. But like people would have, like it was very hard. It was going to be very, very hard. And like, I'm sure Frank would have been able to do this himself too. But it would have been very hard for Frank to go from like this major pre-merge target to like no target at all at the merge. So I think that he should have been one of the set people to keep to the merge, but I don't know what they were thinking. Let's say you have a time machine or let's say hypothetically you travel back in time to this point where you're the prisoner of war. What would you do differently? Like what, what, what could you have done to try to change how that vote played out? I I do I would have freaking I would have told Frank at that point mm-hmm. because I would have been like, look, I can't help you, dude. <laughs> try to help yourself. I was gonna try to help myself without him. Like I also thought if we had gotten rid of Chris, who I thought had li- like very minimal value to me, obviously mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Chris. I do think you had a lot of value now, but prior I didn't think you had much value. I was like, this is a perfect scenario for me because Charleston, I didn't vote for any of the Charleston, so I could still keep my narrative. Like, I want to work with you guys. Mm -hmm. I voted Chris. Frank now knows that whether he likes it or not, I'm the only one that's true to him. So Mm -hmm. everybody just turned on him and he stays. So that's what my scenario was. Obviously, it didn't work out. But I think if I had gone back, I would have tried to make them feel, make Charleston feel like they were like, the other relative tribe was just lying to them, mm-hmm. and I was the one telling the truth. But well, so you end up returning to the old the, your brother Rutherford two point uh, which is old Carlton and you. And I think don't you tell them you have this advantage as well? I did. I I told them because I I wanted to burn as as less bridges as possible. Yeah, it would have been crazy, Frank, but it would have been crazy for both of us. You you still would have been eliminated. And my <laughs> ass would have been gone next. So um 
I was trying to burn as least number of bridges as possible, but still saving myself because I needed to. Like there mm-hmm. was no question in my mind. I think the only question in my mind, and I regret even having this question now, was like, does me leaving this tribe fucks Mike over? Like, does it will it fuck Mike over in terms of the numbers? Mm-hmm. So my decision was made, but I did have a conversation with Mike. I was like, hey, how bad does it put you in terms of the number? if I leave this, because if, if it does, I will consider staying. I definitely wasn't going to stay, but I would consider at least like staying. <laughs> it would have been like a thing for like a nice thing to do. Consider it. I still wasn't going to do it, but I was going to like try to be that guy. Um, what was the reaction? Like when you said like, Hey, I'm going to leave at the beginning of the next challenge. Good luck y'all. Like, was there any reaction or did they start scrambling at all? They didn't start scrambling. I could tell Justin was mad, and like he because he you wreck his game, right? It, he was like you could see it in his eyes, very upset. And I was just like, "Excuse me, like I'm sorry, but if we had gone to Trevor Council, like were you even gonna give? Like were you even gonna listen to me? Like it was. I don't think any of them would have like even had an open mind to think of voting one of themselves over me if we had you know went again so it was like a no-brainer for me they were very upset or at least like justin was very upset the other ones were kind of shocked kind of like they didn't really show much of reaction um they were just kind of like they did try to convince me to not not do it on the way to the challenge they they pulled me aside and was like hey is there any way you wouldn't do this and i was like <laughs> no, <laughs> absolutely not. No, it's, it's so awful of you to just not fall on your sword with the Carlton tribe. How dare you play selfish right? like that? <laughs> I was like, yo, I'm like trying to fight. Like, I'm like, my my back has been against the wall this whole game. Like, this is the one chance I have where I don't feel like I'm completely doomed in that other tribe. But so you play the advantage, and shoot, this ends up being your golden ticket to the merge because. You just shipped to, to the Carlson 2.0, and Rutherford just loses the next two challenges. And are you shocked at all watching who goes home from that tri- tribe of five? So I was not shocked at Kenny going home. I I, I felt like if I, I had lost the challenge, my my golden thing was like try to throw Kenny under the bus and try to target him. I was shocked that well Taylor comes back and says Mike goes home. Um, I was shocked when, to see Justin went home. So I was, I I had given Mike my idol clue to mm-hmm. my new camp. So I was like, oh shit, he might have found that idol mm-hmm. or something. I didn't know Taylor had an idol. Um, when you talk about the time that you did spend back with your new tribe after mutinying, um, what did anything interesting go on? Any relationships form, or is it just you were kind of like all oh, these people suck? <laughs> my new tribe, I love it. I honestly felt so comfortable there. Now looking back, maybe I should have thrown some challenges because I thought that like I thought I was pretty important in the next two challenges and winning, not to like tell my back. But I think if I had been in Charleston, they might have had gotten a little bit of like well, that last immunity challenge, that block second challenge, you were the last players for your tribe standing for that. It was me and Taylor. Yeah. I do I do think that uh if I had been in the other tribe, maybe they would have not lost the other challenges back to back. Um but I love that tribe. I almost wish we would have lost because it would have been very interesting. Amanda, actually, no, we would have been fucked, no? 
Well, what would happen is there was four, you had the four original Rutherfords, right? You, mm -hmm. Sherry, Todd, Chris, and then you had Amanda, um, oh gosh, oh. you had Amanda, yeah. Ronnie, and Taylor, right? The Prisoner War would have automatically been a Carlton member, so unless an advantage is played, it's a 4-4, and then you can't. the, the Prisoner War leaves in the refote, so you win 4-3. Yes, I, I, that, that's the, the deciding. Yeah. We should have thrown those challenges. I didn't think about it. I think Ronnie would have gone home because I also think Ronnie threw a Taylor's name at some point, and there was some kind of tension between Taylor and Ronnie where they mm -hmm. didn't like trust each other. So I do think Taylor would have potentially been open to voting for Ronnie if we had gone to tribal council. So your ideal pecking order would have been Ronnie first, then who would have been the second person you vote out? Would you vote uh, Amanda or Taylor? Oh shit! I fuck. No, I would have flipped. Oh, you would have worked with them. Okay, yeah. so who are you voting on instead? Uh, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Chris goes first, and you choose Todd or Sherry. Um, after we we lose so many times, um, I would have eliminated Sherry. Okay, and so you left Todd in the game. Yeah. Okay. Well, that would have been fascinating then, right? And then maybe what would have really changed the dynamics if you just, if literally it was the entire Carlson tribe in the merge with you, Todd, and maybe actually, well, <laughs> two Rutherfords who come back, right? You still have four Rutherfords at the merge. It was just been like, because then, because they've been just the missing action twist. And talking about that twist, you learn that there's this third hidden tribe, the missing action tribe, where two players vote out are coming back in the game. Who are you rooting for? Who do you want to see back in playing with you? Nobody. That's the end, the beginning of my end. <laughs> like I, I truly feel that if I stayed in that ten, the way the ten was, I would not have been the first one out of the merge, and I feel like I would have had some wiggle room to do something at some point. But given that someone's coming back, I'm hoping Frank comes back because it, he would have been a walking highlighter again if he came back. Mm -hmm. It would have fucked me over a little bit because I had like publicly declare my loyalty my loyalty to frank and definitely he would have came back with immunity the closest thing they could have gotten rid of would have been me next to him they did that anyway so it wouldn't have mattered i wish he would have came back just for the funds of it um and i was rooting for lydia as well i publicly told her that i was rooting for her uh because i don't think she had a fair chance in the game mm -hmm. and i do i i i, I usually root for the underdog so i was kind of like I didn't care. I didn't think she was going to win, but I wanted her to feel that even if she did not win, that somebody was rooting for her within the game. So if there was no miss missing action twist, right? You merge at 10. Uh, it's the four old Rutherfords, six old Carltons. Uh, you, would have, you would have jumped up to the Carltons, worth get out one or two, one to three Rutherfords and try to finagle your way from there. Is that, was that, the, is that the game plan? When it was 12 or when it was 10? 10. Assume it's 10. There's no mm -hmm. missing in action. Okay. And, and talk me through your plan for that. My plan would have been Ronnie. Mm -hmm. It would have been flipping Mike and, and, and Taylor. Mm -hmm. It didn't work at 6, at 12. I think the, I think that the way the execution was was horrible, and that's why it didn't work. I also wasn't trying too hard because I didn't think I was going to be the vote. Who did you think was going to be the vote? Chris. I, um, and so, because this this is when Todd's trying to get to the big seven to vote Ronnie, and you're a part of that. Yeah, right? and I, that, that's fucked it up, but yes. So what do you think went wrong with you at the merge then? Like, what derailed your game at the merge? 
look, I knew at the MERS that I was the kind of player that it's like, if you don't have, if you don't know anybody to vote, I'm the name that's coming up because mm-hmm. I have the least strong relationships and the most people will be willing to vote for me. You were the, so you, so you feel like you were the easy vote essentially, a vote that everyone yes. could get behind. Yes, I was, I, I was going to be looked at as a two thing, a vote to keep around because a free agent and I could be a, a moving piece at any point or a vote to get rid of because if you, if it's easy and most people could get behind it. Because my understanding is, I think Sherry was going to be the vote target, but then she jumped ship with her advantage, and yeah. you were the backup, unfortunately. Yeah, and I knew this. I knew this information because uh, Taylor, Amanda, and and yeah, Taylor and Amanda both told me on our way to tribal council that if Sherry played her, if Sherry did not play her her power, that I was gonna, uh, she was going home, and mm-hmm. if she did, that I was gonna go home. My thing was, I told Taylor. Sherry had heard her name and she had talked to me at camp that she heard her name through Ronnie and I was like shit I was like I don't think you need to use it I think you're fine but I wouldn't be Mm -hmm. mad if you did Um, I came to my mind I was like maybe I should go and like make sure Sherry doesn't use this damn power but I Mm -hmm. I just couldn't do it like I I feel like that's like already like crossing the line like just doing that just so I could take one more round so my strategy there was gonna i was trying to go back to chris and i was like chris like are we doing this like we're doing ronnie because i had already talked to taylor i was like if sherry does this like can you change your vote from me to ronnie and she would have been like yeah so i went to chris and i was like hey chris are you voting ronnie for sure and he's like i don't know man like taylor's not solved like she i don't know what she's doing and i was like dude this is not the time and i was like just so over chris at that point like chris i'm sorry i was just so over because like one of my biggest like pet peeves, and not even like in, in, in Survivor alone, but like sur- like society as a whole, is when members of the minorities, rather than coming together, kind of just like break down because that only only does it gives more power to this majority that's in the, the front. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Sky and myself are different situations because we just were buddy head at that sw- point. Swaps different for merges in a sense of the minorities' right. role, but it's like that's something I respected a lot from Todd that it was like, I don't think his execution was great, but I think the, the idea that's like, if we're going to go down, might as well go down swinging. Like we didn't come here and like gone all these hours without eating or sleeping for that. We're just sitting around sitting ducks waiting for, for us to be picked up. And like, I wish Chris had had that mentality. Every, everybody plays survivor very differently. And I think that's part of the beauty of the game. That's like, everybody has this like mm-hmm. different kind of mentality. Um, but I do wish that, like, because I think if they, if Lydia and Chris had both come with that mentality, it would have been a five-five-one vote. Mike would have had to decide between me and Ronnie. He would have voted me out, but at least I would. It would have given me a reason to be more upset at Mike after the game. Um, so, so, but it would have been at least interesting to watch. So. Looking back at this merge vote, is there anything that you could have done? Like, you probably thought a lot about this. Was there any options or outs for you at this point in time? Yes, I do think there was definitely a lot of avenues that I could have taken, and I wish I would have, looking back. Mm -hmm. I could have gone to uh, um, um, Charleston and be like, yo, guys, I'm voting with you guys. Like, fuck them. Because I felt like there was some wiggle room for me in the next round. I don't think Chris had, or Lydia, I don't think they had as much wiggle rooms as I would have. They didn't mm-hmm. have that solid relationship 
with I'm not even Mike Taylor that I did. I feel like Taylor would have definitely considered flipping the next following round mm -hmm. if I was there than if Chris was there. So I don't know what made Lydia specifically, considering that her whole tribe alienated her like round one, all voted for her. I don't know how she was so trusting of them when they when they came back and when she came back into the game. Um, but I would have either done that. I also underestimated how much power Shane had in mm -hmm. Justin within that group because I thought that the group would have going to make decisions based on numbers. And I thought that within the numbers, I had more people that were like, liked me, like I put effort with than people that not. Mm -hmm. And I had put effort with Amanda, um, Sarah, Taylor, and Mike. So I thought realistically, if they're going to make a group decision on based on who they vote out, Chris or myself, more people would have wanted me to stay than not. So I mm -hmm. thought that was going to give me a slight edge, but no, um, I wish I would have also just tried to be like, oh, let's just fucking vote Chris, everybody. Let's go. I'm on board. Like, use my name, use my vote, whatever. But How much do you think the revelation um, from the Missing in Action camp that you, Jerrica, Mike, and Taylor all had some sort of prior game connection made a difference at this point? I think it did. I think it did. And even if it was like a, a huge difference, I think it made a difference in how much power it gave taylor to switch the vote for me at that mm -hmm. point because at that point whenever she would try to negate the vote from it being me it was going to be obviously they know each other so mm -hmm. that's what she's doing so i think that took away some power in her being able to sway the vote from me so you end up going home um on a 731 vote um and i think it's just it just sucks. You you you, you miss you miss you made the merge. We missed the jury, right? It's like yeah. And so, how was kind of watching the rest of the game unfold for you? It was very frustrating as a Survivor fan. I can't think for everybody. And like uh, I like I say, like everybody, I respect the way everybody differently plays. Like plays differently. But I was just like it was just like mistake after mistake from my point of view, at least mm -hmm. that people are making. And I was so annoyed that I wasn't in the, involved in there. Justin. <laughs> Justin made no mistake. He's a perfect man. Um, but it was just like mistake from the minority, I guess, like from people that I feel like I don't know why decisions were made the way they were made. Like, I don't know why Mike was being the one targeted the following round. Like, mm -hmm. I think like even like, let me just say one quick comment. Like pre in the first vote, I do think that there might have been an avenue where Mike's name got thrown out and his whole tribe would have been ready to vote for him, mm -hmm. except for like maybe Taylor and Amanda maybe, but his whole tribe might've been ready to vote for Mike. So mm -hmm. that could have been an avenue, but I still don't know why they decided to idol Mike out. When you make an idol play, you want to shift the dynamic as much as you possibly can to give yourself mm -hmm. a better chance following the next round. And I think all they did was like eliminate one number and see themselves in the same in a similar position of following around. Mm -hmm. So, I'd like to just throw some some rapid fire questions to kind of guess just just some for, some fun answers. But in your experience, what was the most what was the most fun challenge you had? What was your favorite challenge? Oh, my favorite challenge! I love that bucket challenge. I was like not excited that we didn't get to part, but like what specifically what I liked was the like the puzzle at the end where you mm -hmm. there was like those like the little um have you seen those it's survivor is it like survivor basic where it's like there's like specific holes like that are like aligned a certain way and you have to make the puzzle fit. It's like a lot like building a ladder. 
Okay, yeah, I, 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 I know, I know what you're talking about. I wanted to play that so bad, and I didn't. We didn't even get to that portion. So I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> annoyed. <laughs> um, what's one person you wish you had a chance to work with? Frank. <laughs> look i think like i do my my game was like and it always happens to me that like i'm 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 a slow pacer like i it takes a while for people to trust me but i felt like eventually he had to trust me i do think we would have been a fun duo if we would have been able to get on the same page because he's all about chaos like environmentally wise and i'm all about like game chaos so I think it was like two different kind of chaos put together. It might have been wild. It might have been good to watch. It might have been fun for me to play. Um, but if for a real answer to that question, Sarah, I really, really wish Sarah had been playing a more uh, fluid game. I wish she had more like fluidity to her game and allow her to like move as much as I was willing to move because I do think that I would have definitely try to make something happen with her do you have any favorite mo moments from around the camp yes yeah, so like day one we we're like i was so bored and i was like oh let's just make a song guys so like chris had like a uh, some instrument there and then we we're playing the song and nobody was starting the song so i was like trying to start it so i was like here we are and then everybody was supposed to say one line and then the lines that just came out were like very, very funny. I'm not gonna say them all because we're on live, but one of them was like, <laughs> Lydia doesn't have a baby. <laughs> and then oh, they just Lydia. kinda kept going. And it was just it was a great time. What was the what was your low moment during the game? One night. It was the night that it rained. I had the night I survived basically. Um, everything was wet. It was like all my clothes were wet, everything. And I had to sleep in shorts and a, like a tank top, the tank top I was wearing. And it was very, very cold that night. I didn't think I was going to make it, honestly. I thought I was going to wake up like very, very sick. I didn't sleep at all. I like Frank was sitting like next to me. I was just shivering. Like I was like so close to just like tap Frank. He's like, "Hey, are you ready to get closer now?" Because <laughs> I'm dying here. Like I was like, God, I can't do this anymore. Um, but I think that was definitely the lowest point. And then waking up the next moment, the next morning we had a tri swap. And then after the tri swap, my name comes up again. So I like literally on our way to tribal council, I was like breaking down. Like I was just crying because I was like, "Yo, like." what's wrong with these people nobody nobody's trying to like give me a chance not that they should have given me a chance <laughs> frank saying no, no. he woke up and thought he might need to cuddle you because i guess you're shivering or just freezing I was, that badly i was pretty bad i was pretty and i get cold very easily so i was being a little dramatic but it was pretty cold um but yeah that on the way to start with console i was just like crying because i was like dude like what am i doing wrong like it's like it seems like round after round it's just like uh like i don't get a break like most of these people haven't had their name come up once, and I'm like every time, you know. So what what was your high? What was your what was your best moment? What was your highlight for the for you of the of the season? Winning the first challenge felt like the first immunity challenge felt like so so real and so great because we were coming from behind, and I was like, here we go, another trap council for us, whatever. 
and then just like finally like getting the like the last ball in the in the like little hole it was just like i just remember like jumping up like i think i carried frank at some point like i jumped on top of chris like it was just it was just very very great to finally have that moment and that feeling if you could go in a time machine and tell your give yourself any advice before starting to play what would it have been I would mean like, just trust yourself that you're likable and you're trustworthy and like and like just throw yourself at relationships. I think that like I try to like make sure my my platform is steady before I make the jump and then just like just make the jump and like try to build strong, you know, bonds and game bonds early on because you know they might they might give you a different um a different trajectory to the game and like fun fact i'm usually at the bottom when i play survivor because of that same reason so i just i just never learn and i almost like i might be like i like playing for the bottom i guess at this point it might be like a an obsessive little thing for me so would you play another live reality game i would i would definitely would like to play i would definitely like if i could beg it's hard because i know so many people from the oars because i've been playing oars for a minute I would definitely love to play with nobody that I know. Like nobody that's yeah. gonna like see me and look at and look at me and be like, he's a game player because he's played orcs, or nobody that's gonna look at me and be like, I wanna work with him, or I like he's a threat, or like just somebody that like I could go in there and like start from fresh and like I could like but like, everybody's starting from fresh so that I know I could like talk shit about other people without like that person might know him outside of the game, you know. So let's say you are you're gonna next month you're gonna play another survivor game. What would you try to do differently next time? I would read whatever book Frank uh, said to read. Something like you, how to make friends. How to win uh, friends and influence people. <laughs> yes, that book, I would definitely read it. And I would mentally force myself right, like, to just go out there and like experience. Like if make alliances day one, share with people what I think about my tribe. Talk about, ask people what they think about who they liking so far, who they don't like so far. And just have those open com conversations because like, that's basically the only way you can build trust at this point. Well, Carlos, I think that's all the questions I have. Do you, is there anything else about your game you want to talk about that we didn't bring up? Um, I don't think so. I think that I spent a lot of time trying to uh, reflect on my game. I, I'm happy with how I More played. More recommendations. <laughs> I'm going to take note of that. 48 loss of power. I'm happy with how I play, considering how things were way playable, obviously. Um, I know that I could have done a lot more and I wish I could have done a lot more, but I think that given what, what I was playing with at the time, I think I made as good decisions as possible. And I would like to say that I think I had one of the best social perceptions, not social perception, like social awareness of like my tribe at the initial start, then I don't know, I haven't watched Confessioners and I don't think I will, but I do think that, like, based like going back and knowing like relationships and stuff like that, like we're, that we're forming, I think I called most of them out in my confessional. So that's something that like I'm proud of. Like, that's something I like. <laughs> Even if I wasn't um, like in the majority or in the loop, I at least kind of had some idea of what was going on. Well, Carlos, thank you so much for this time. You know, it's honestly, I think you and Lydia together had some of the hardest journeys in your game just from perpetually kind of being on the outs of your tribe and never really finding that one person by the time you found frank uh, he was on the wrong tribe then he got voted out by the time he got there and so i think it was i think it was a, it was a hard journey but you got far you, you made you made it to the merge and i'm glad that you had a good time and you took a lot away from it 
yeah, thank you for having me. This is definitely fun to kind of like divert everything yeah. I have in mind out there. Part, part of this goal is to provide like a catharsis for the players, right? You've had this intense <laughs> experience. I know you've talked about it with friends and family, each other, but this is a chance to like put it on the world and right. to just let it all off your chest. And so I'm of glad course. that it was successful in that. Yeah. Thank uh, you for so, having me. Yeah. So again, thank you, Carlos, for all of you tuning in. Thank you for listening. Uh, this is not the only Surviving Real Foot podcast. We have more deep dives coming up. Um, there's a coin flip. Taylor might, I might have Taylor tomorrow. We'll see. But then Tuesday at 4.30, we'll talk to Chris. Uh, and then we got Ronnie at 6 o'clock on Wednesday. And I think, uh, my, I think my last one potentially scheduled for now, we have Sherry this next Thursday. So stay tuned for that. And there's a lot of other live reality game coverage going on. I know that we'll have some stuff coming up about the Survival Challenge 2021. So get excited. And thank you all for listening. All right. Bye-bye. Wait, who's, who's still in Survival?